This is the Drummer's Resource Podcast, session 529, and the quote of the day is, ego is the enemy. You're listening to the Drummer's Resource Podcast, home of in-depth interviews with the world's greatest drummers, music industry professionals, and thought leaders. Inspiration, education, and motivation for drumming, and beyond, and beyond, and beyond. Hey everybody, Nick Ruffini here, episode 529. And hey, I want to let you know if you're heading to PASIC, the Percussive Arts Society International Convention, next weekend, the 13th, 14th, 15th, and 16th, be sure to check out Scott Pellegrom's clinic. I had Scott on uh, a few weeks ago on the podcast, and we talk about what goes into doing a clinic and all those sorts of things. But you want to check him out because he's an amazing player. And PASIC is just a great event to begin with. But the fact that Scott's going to be there is an even better reason to go. So check him out. He'll be at the Percussive Art Society International Convention uh, the weekend of 13, 14, 15, 16. So be sure to check that out. Also, friends at Sweetwater have a great opportunity for you to win up to $5,000 of your favorite gear. So all you have to do is go to their website and add items to your wish list. And your wish list is just items that you hope to purchase in the future. But one lucky winner is actually going to win that entire wish list for up to $5,000. All you have to do is go to their site, add items to your wish list, and you're automatically entered. So the URL is sweetwater.com forward slash store forward slash wish list. But you can also go to the show notes in this episode for the link to that. But check it out. Sweetwater.com, add items to your wish list, win up to $5,000 worth of your favorite gear. Check them out. Sweetwater.com. All right, so let's get into this topic. And the quote that I started with was, the ego is the enemy. And this is stemming from not only a conversation that I had today with Jason McGurr from Death Cab for Cutie, but also just some things that I've been, that one, I've sort of been understanding about my own life, my own progress, and then also remembering some things from earlier on in my career when I was 15, 16, 17, 18 years old, and the idea of, of ego. And when we think of ego, we always think of this person that walks in the room and is conceited and you think of someone like an egomaniac and you say, oh, that person, that person's conceited or that person has an ego and they're very full of themselves. And that, that can be one aspect of it. And I was definitely that person when I was 15, 16 years old, not from a personal standpoint, but from a drummer's perspective. And the interesting thing is I wasn't outwardly egotistical, but inwardly I was. So I, I thought I was better than every drummer that I saw. I thought I was like the greatest drummer in the world, you know, and, and no one could tell me anything. And I got humbled a few times. And when I realized that my ego was getting in the way, everything started to change for me. But then there's also the other side of the ego. And the other side of the ego is when you are in the practice room or when you're in the studio or when you're on the bandstand and a couple things can happen and, and it can shake out a couple different ways. So one in the practice room, there's a lot of times where we, especially, especially for people who have been playing a little bit longer and you go into the practice room and you start to work on something and it could be something really, really simple. But as soon as we can't play that thing that is seemingly really simple, we dismiss it. 
and we say, oh, this is stupid or we don't need to play this. And it's actually your ego getting in the way because you're thinking, I've been playing for 10 years or 15 years or 20 years. Why can't I play this thing? And that is one way that your ego can definitely get in the way of, of your ability, of your progress. And I've seen that not only in my playing, but also in my business career and things that I should that I feel like I should know already. Or when I see other people practicing something or learning something, I say, I don't need to know that. Or I already know how to do that. When it's really like, I actually don't know how to do that. And I don't know how to play that. And I can't play that. And I don't want to come to terms with that because that makes me feel inferior, right? And that makes that makes people in general feel inferior if they can't play a particular thing or they haven't learned how to play a particular thing yet. And one, you have to be a little kinder to yourself. But two, you should also be introspective and realize, okay, am, is this really stupid? Or do I just not know how to play it? And that's my ego getting in the way. So that can happen a lot in the practice room. And I know it's, it's happened for me. Like I've gotten really easy exercises from a teacher and uh, you look at it and you say, oh, this is going to be simple. And then you start to play it and you say, this is really hard. And then all of a sudden, um, I, next thing I know, I'm, I'm playing some chops around the kid or something that I already know how to play because it makes me feel good. And it makes it, you know, it, it feeds my ego and because no one wants to feel like crap, right? But if you look at it like this is a growth area, this is not me being, it may be you are being, you're, you're inferior in terms of you don't know how to play it, but it's not a negative thing. And if we can take that negative connotation away from it and just say, look, this is an area of growth that I need to make. And I need to set my ego aside and learn how to play this thing or slow it down to 40 BPMs. A lot of times it's, Oh man, I've been playing for 15 years. I can play this at 90. Well, no, you can't because you can't play it or it sounds like crap. So slow it down, set your ego aside and be a student. Be okay with, with being a student and coming to terms with you don't know everything. Other people can teach you things. And then if you look at the studio side of things, then so Jason and I were talking, Jason McGurr, who I mentioned earlier, we were talking about that today about being in the studio and a lot of times we'll go into the studio and someone tells us to do something and we, and, and frankly, I don't have a ton of hired gun experience in the studio, but I have been in the studio where people were telling me to do stuff. And Jason has a lot more experience with this as well, where they say, Hey, look, I want you to do a particular thing. And all this, the first thing that we think of is this person doesn't know what they're talking about. They're attacking me. They think that I'm inferior. They're making, making me seem like, I'm not a professional. And in reality, we have to realize that our job as a musician, our job as a drummer is to serve the music. And it's not about being right. It's about being right for the song. So if your idea isn't working with the song, that's okay. You should be able to bend and you should be able to be able to come to terms with the fact that you're there to serve the music. You're not there to serve your ego. You're not there, especially if someone is hiring you. I remember Steve Gadd saying, look, I'm, I'm here to serve people. Whatever, if you're writing the check, if you're paying me, I'm here to do what you want me to do. And I'm, I'm not going to inject my, if you ask me to, I can inject my, my thoughts and my opinions. But if you're, if you're writing the check, if you're paying for it, then I'll do whatever you want me to do. But if you're in a band setting, there may be some others who, who hear things differently and the end goal is always to make the best song possible, not to make the coolest drum beat 
that you've ever heard. So you have to think about, as they say, what's good for the goose is good for the gander, right? What's uh, what's good for, or, you know, you want to you want to be concentrating on the greater good, not just your not just your personal ego. And I remember Ray Dalio, who was a who was a hedge fund manager, but he wrote a book and he said that in the beginning of his career, he was really egotistical and the only thing that he wanted to do was make sure that his idea was the one that people were buying into. And he was always concerned with being right. And he said, as I got older, I realized that the key is to always trying to find the right answer. And I, if you look at that at the, in the studio, you're not always trying to be right. You're always trying to find the right pattern or right groove or right sonic choices for the song that you're playing on or for the record that you're playing on. So when someone starts to put their ideas out there and maybe starts to challenge some of the stuff that you're doing, sure, they, if they're totally off base, then I feel like you should hold your ground. But first, listen, be open-minded and think, are they actually trying to make the song better or are they trying to attack me as a player? Chances are they're not trying to attack you as a player. They're trying to make the song better. So I just encourage you to be open-minded and be introspective, take a pause, take a breath and analyze the situation, figure out what's going on there and see, is it really an attack on your ego and I'm, I'm get or on your, on you as a player and on your choices and all that. My guess is that it's not. My guess is that they're just trying to make the song better. And in the live setting, it's the same deal. And this is something that I always suffered from especially as an early player, I suffered from overplaying live. I suffered from always wanting to like make sure that everyone in the audience knew that I had chops or like, which I don't, which is a totally crazy thing. But like I would always play like the coolest thing that I knew or like the thing that I was working on. And I would always try to fit it into that particular song because I thought it was really cool. And the reality was it wasn't cool. I was feeding my ego and it wasn't serving the song, wasn't serving the music. And people that I was playing with live a couple times sat me down and were like, hey, you are playing too much or you're not playing for the song and you're playing too loud or this or that or, you know, just you're not playing in the pocket. And a couple times there, you know, the conversations were you need to focus on groove and pocket and feel, and dynamics, and sonic choices, excuse me, and initially when I heard that, I said, I can do all that, I can play a shuffle, I can play a punk, or you know, a rock beat, or a funk beat, or, or whatever else you need me to play, but the reality was, I couldn't, I couldn't well, I could play a shuffle, or I could play, you know, some two and four groove, but like, couldn't do it well, and make it feel really good, and took me a little while to get over that hump but once I once I did I started getting hired more uh I felt better about playing people were dancing more at the shows and there was just more you know there was more groove there was more pocket made it easier for everyone else to play then you start to realize oh this is better for everyone involved including the audience including the other people who you're playing with and it makes you feel good and and actually then you realize how egotistical you were being behind the kit. And that was, that was 
the one that I had that took me the longest to learn. And luckily I was, I surrounded myself with some better players and, and learned that lesson at a relatively younger age. I don't want to say a young age, but a younger age. I was probably 19 or 20, 21 maybe when I really learned that lesson. But my advice would be on, on that one sort of goes back to the studio stuff too. make sure um, is the stuff that I'm playing serving my ego or is it, is it serving the music? But also try to get around better players, getting around better players and being on the bandstand with them night in and night out. They are going to one, they're going to raise your game quickly because you're going to have to step up to the plate. But two, they'll, you know, they'll tell you if you're doing something wrong. And what I used to do all the time, and this is, this is like, a, this was a watershed moment for me. When I started playing with people who were older than me, better than me, et cetera, every single show when we got done, I asked every single person in the band what I could have done better. And in the beginning, they were like, oh man, you sounded great. Everything was great. You said, I said, no, 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 no. I want to know what I could have done better. I want you to tell me the things I'm doing wrong because I want to go home and work on them. Before, if I wasn't in the right let me rephrase that before I was not in the right headspace to hear that. So if they said that, I'd be like, this person doesn't know what they're talking about. And I would write off whatever they were telling me. But once I opened my, opened my mind and said, I know that there's areas of improvement. And I started asking every single gig, what could I do better? How did, you know, how, how was, how was the feel? How was the pocket? Was I overplaying? Did I step on your toes? all that sort of stuff. And I took that home with me and I, I brought it into the practice room and I brought it to the next gig. And I remembered the things that they told me, Hey, in that section, man, you know, I was, I was, I was playing a bass solo and you were all over the place on the drums or, you know, Hey, when I'm singing, you know, you don't need to be playing as loud as you are because you're drowning out the vocals, whatever the case may be. I would take notes. I would be cognizant of that. And, and the only way that you can get there or the only way I could get there is to let, my ego go. And once you realize that your ego is standing in your way, and once you realize that once you get it out of the way, real growth can happen, I think you'll be in a much, much better spot. And ego does not always have to be someone who is overplaying or obnoxious or overly confident and full of themselves. It could be somebody that is really insecure. So when you talk about their playing and they get they get really defensive. That's an ego. That's their ego getting in the way. It doesn't seem like it, but that's what it is. So you got to learn to recognize those things for yourself and say, is this really, is this really an attack on me? Is this really, you know, something that I shouldn't worry about? Or is it really a thing? Because most of the time when we get upset, when someone tells us something, it's usually true. So when someone says, Hey man, your shuffle sounded like hell. And you get all upset about it, and then you're driving home. You're like, "Yeah, no, I'm not really good at that shuffle thing. I better figure that out." So, be introspective. If you're playing this weekend, don't think about this when you're on the bandstand. But maybe after the gig, talk to the people. Hey, how'd you like how I was playing? What can I do better? What can I, you know, what can I fix? All of those sorts of questions. If you open up your mind and you allow yourself to be humble, and you take notice. Hey, that's my ego. That's my ego reacting. That's my ego talking. And you start to get rid of those, those thoughts and that pattern and get into a new pattern of being open and accepting. And again, you have to stand your ground a bit too. Don't let people walk all over you. 
But if you can get into the pattern and the habit of analyzing each situation to see if it's an ego thing or if it's not, I think you'll be in a much better position moving forward and it'll open up exponential possibilities and growth for you. I hope you dig that. Would love to hear your feedback. Shoot me an email, nick at drummersresource.com. And until the next podcast, keep drumming. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to go to Sweetwater and win $5,000 worth of your wish list. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Peace.